Is universal credit fit for purpose? The Citizens Advice Bureau thinks not, and it's calling upon the government to pause the rollout of this new benefits system until significant problems are fixed. Andy Koish is Advice Session Coordinator at Hull and East Riding Citizens Advice. In this podcast episode, he details the difficulties and problems universal credit is causing for applicants and for those whose role it is to help. He begins by bringing us up to date with where we are with the rollout of universal credit in this region. Yes, we're still at the early stages of the rollout, so we are a live area where the rollout started about 12 months ago and only affects what might be considered very basic claims generally for single claimants. We are due to go full service in October 2018. Tell me a little bit more about the eligibility for universal credit. So to be eligible for universal credit in this area, generally speaking, you would be a single person making a new claim without children and you would be a British citizen. Now, we've had concerns from the very outset about universal credit, which on paper seems like a good idea. But certainly charities and other advice organisations in the early days were saying, well, how, how can people apply for something that is an online application um, when they may not have access to the internet and that sort of thing? So that was the, the, the big problem we all struggled with a year or two ago. But now um, other problems, um, other issues are coming to the fore. Can you give me some idea as to what Citizens Advice Bureau is finding on a day-to-day basis, the clients that are walking through the door, the problems they are having with universal credit? The, the main problem which is being campaigned nationally is that of delay, whereas clients who are on legacy benefits such as job seekers or employment support allowance are used to being paid on a two-weekly basis and fairly quickly after making a claim. A large number, large percentage of claimants now are not getting their first universal credit payment for six weeks, uh, which leads to significant problems with debt and rent arrears. So if people having to wait six weeks or even longer, um, what are they expected to do with their finances? That's a good question. They can request an advance payment of benefit. It is not the full amount and it is recovered as a loan, usually over the course of three to six months. Research is showing that over 50% of claimants are borrowing money. Over 25% end up with rent arrears. The practical answer is no one really knows. Where clients have already incurred debts, under both the old benefit system and the universal credit, it is possible for uh, local authorities and utility companies to recover debts as direct deductions from benefit those deductions are significantly higher under universal credit. So up to 20% of a person's personal allowance can now be deducted in relation to prior debts, whereas under the old system, as it were, it would normally be no more than £3.70 per debt. And we are seeing that that is having a significant impact on clients' ability to budget and is leading to increased debt issues. So let's say a person or a family has been successful in getting a universal credit application through the system and payments are now being made. Uh, What are the issues people are having with the monthly payments? First issue is dealing with any debts that they have accrued waiting for the payment. A significant issue is that clients are now expected to pay their rent from the housing element that they get paid as part of their universal credit payment. And often if clients are in debt, 
the temptation is not to pay some or all of their rent in that situation. Are the problems with universal credit actually causing homelessness within the city at the moment, do you know? We haven't seen anyone specifically made homeless as a result of universal credit. We have seen a number of cases of significant rent arrears with universal credit. There is a fear that this may be the thin end of the wedge, given that we only see a very small number of universal credit claimants in this area. So tell me more about the the number of people you are seeing. How many is this small number per week? We may see between 10 and 20 clients a week um, that, that are claiming universal credit and have issues with it. Tell me something about the application process and uh, the struggles people are having with the application process. So the application is online, which causes a number of issues. A large number of our clients struggle with both access to the internet and struggle with the skills needed to use a computer, frankly. The system is unwieldy. It takes 35 to 40 minutes to make a claim. It requires a a huge amount of detailed information. And then there is a long delay in getting paid. There is a helpline, isn't there, that people can phone? But there are issues around that too? There is a helpline. The helpline is the only means of contact with the DWP, both for claimants and advisors, which is a significant problem for us here at at Citizens Advice because we are used to being able to contact um, DWP advisors on advisor-only numbers for benefits such as job seekers and employment support allowance. There's the added issue of cost for the client in ringing the helpline and things such as budgeting loans and hardship payments which are, of course, by their very nature, things that clients need when they have little or no money, have to be applied for using a paid-for helpline. So are successful universal credit claims um, always lower in value than uh, benefits people might have been receiving beforehand? Potentially, not always. The personal allowance and housing element could and should be the same, but is, is often lower due to circumstances or pre-existing debt issues. And to what extent are just small fluctuations in people's benefits having an impact on their lifestyles? Significantly. So National Citizens Advice research shows that clients claiming legacy benefits, so old-fashioned job seekers, have £16 a month left over to pay off creditors after essential living costs for universal credit Clients, that figure is £3.40. Anyone that's watched the film I, Daniel Blake, will know what a faceless system and a, a stressful system this can be. Does it always have to be like that? No. We get lots of help locally from both the local authority and the local DWP officers. The difficulty with universal credit is a lot more of it is administered centrally, or appears to be, and it's a lot harder to access both for clients and advisors. So while in the past with legacy benefits, it has always been possible to work constructively with local advisors at the DWP and the local authority, it's much harder to make the same progress with universal credit. And that is mainly due to the processes rather than the people who are all trying to help the client. 
So if people and families are really struggling with universal credit applications, what advice and support is available to them through Citizens Advice Bureau? We can guide them through the application process. We have a specialist team called Quidzin who help clients assess their financial situation. And if that involves looking at their monthly ability to manage their bills and pay, which is something new to them, we can help them with that. We have advisors that can try to navigate the helpline for the clients if they are struggling with that. And we have a specialist debt team who will advise clients that are in more difficult situations, whether that's rent arrears or general debt. And is the advice and support only available to people that have already encountered problems or can people come in even before they make a claim? People are welcome to come in before they make a claim. They could come in for advice as to how to make a claim if they think that they are going to face potential financial issues in the future. Always best to address the possibility before it becomes an actuality and we certainly would welcome people coming to ask for guidance in that situation.